0: The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out ProfessionalCasual.com. As a special thanks to all of our patrons, we are giving away one item from the Professional Casual Network store at Teespring.com stores slash Professional Casual. All you have to do to enter is be a patron. That can be as little as a dollar a month, and every month we will give away an item of your choice from the store. Follow us at Patreon.com slash Professional Casual.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Space Between Presents, Season 3, Shake bashoot is Broken. This is episode number four. I'm your host, Danny, and joining me is a tall glass of McDonald's lemonade, Sarah Burns. Yay! Hello! Uh, We've also got a very dry, plain McChicken, (laughs) Tim France.
0: (laughs) Um, sometimes I get it with ketchup.
2: okay. you are the worst kind of person. like I it's fucking hate patty. you. i I am disgusted that you're my co-host on a late aid show down here on the professional casual Network. I think
0: that we work very well together on a late aid show down here on the professional casual network very specifically because
2: we balance each other out very well. If you mean balance by making me hate you more and more, which makes you love me more and more like uh, a McChicken and ketchup, then I guess maybe perhaps.
1: And that beautiful voice you hear is the number nine himself. Big truck.
2: Oh, with a McChicken with extra mayonnaise and pickles on the side. Mayonnaise is awesome. I do love mayonnaise. Okay.
1: Anyway, so we are here to do our deep dive of McMillions, the docuseries about the monopoly scam from McDonald's back from 1989 to 2001. Mm -hmm. If you're just joining us, go back. Listen to episode one, then listen to episode two, Mm -hmm. then get a snack and listen to episode three. Now, if you finish episode three, you know that I was hesitant to continue with this series depending on the outcome of a certain event at the end of that episode. So you can hear, I'm still here. So, Mm
3: -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it'd be really disappointing if halfway through we're like,
1: Danny just... Yeah, Danny fucked up. Yeah.
2: So two things real quick. One, I want to mm. make I want to try to make Tim puke. Did you know that they shoot the mayonnaise with a caulk gun? I do. Yeah, yeah I see. Um, just a giant ass tube. And All sometimes it sauces. drips out just ever so slightly. <laughs> um, two. At the end of episode three. When we hear that the that they are hit by a car. What was your initial thought of what was happening? That they were being hit by a car. (laughs) Right. Like, was this just something that magically happened? That was an accident? It was a
1: freak accident. Okay. I did. Because
2: I immediately thought that's a fucking hit. I don't know why I thought this, mm-hmm. but I just because of how because I knew that they had these like criminal ties, I go, right. oh, that's a hit. They're gonna make it look like a car accident. That guy's gonna drive off and nobody's gonna find him.
1: As Robin's driving, she's realizing, like, I'm never gonna get out of this. And then they get hit. So at first I was like, did yeah. she do that intentionally? But they just took the baby out of the car seat and laid him down in the back seat. So that's why I was like, I am fucked. If this kid dies, I can't. Yeah. I legit I couldn't watch the next episode right then. I Googled it. To see if he was still alive. Really? Yeah, I did. Wow. Because it little kids dying, that shit fucks me up. Now. Okay. Well, makes sense. Especially because like my son is of that age. Like the kid was two, turning three, and Felix is two. (sighs) I was
2: okay with it because I don't have kids. So True. I was just like, you know what? Fuck, get also, I was dice. like, why
1: the fuck are you taking your kid out of the car seat and <laughs> was laying a them down time. in the back see, seat? I guess, see, I mean, it really, it was. Yes. It was like, yeah. what, 97 or something? Or 99? Mm. Something like that? It
0: wasn't readily... Yeah, so yeah. it would have been the mid to late 80s, I think, right? No. What are we talking about? What shows this? Who?
1: What? Huh? What? In my mouth? What? Well, to be fair... Our reptilian like, overlords. <laughs> 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 uh reptilian overlords.
2: I mean... They probably bought that car seat from Babies R Us because that existed back in the day, which notoriously had really bad safety regulation uh, equipment Yeah, all the time. They were constantly having recalls. I used to go to Toys R Us, Babies R Us uh, as Mm. the vacation. That was my mom's vacation because we were poor. So we would go one town over and I got to go buy a ridiculously overpriced toy yeah. from uh, Toys R Us, and yeah. that was the vacation. And you would walk into that Babies R Us, and there was just recalls on baby oh seats God.
0: all the time. It's horrifying so, as they a still are. They expire; they're they good do. for like
3: a year. Yeah. So I looked this up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> at my yard sale yeah. I was trying to sell this really really old car seat and I was like I don't know if it's good anymore like whatever whatever somebody will pay for it this lady's like kind of interested in it and Sarah's like is that even good anymore and I'm like Sarah shut the fuck I up know, I know I immediately
3: apologized and said I will fine. give you the $5 no it was
1: totally fine
3: they do actually expire the, the plastic after a while does degrade to a point where it is it, it's not an optimal use so I got that from the uh, Washington Post,
1: and that lady bought that car seat. She for did for like three dollars. So. Yeah, that, wow, and, she and, and usually, right now, yeah.
3: God, yeah, I fucked up. Anyway, fucked up. And then um, also, usually by then, every six years they come out with more, a better way to protect the child, so that yeah, so it's important. I do check remember, your car seats. Like,
1: my brother was born in '97, and I'm significantly older than he was, and my parents like let me drive with him in the car so he would have been like four or five when I was 16. Mm, crazy! They let me drive a minivan because again horrible fucking choices on my parents part like it's a wonder I made it out of my teenage years not being a mother. Shout out to your parents. Oh God. Um, But I remember my I'm brother's sorry, old car seats like, and I would never put my kids in the kind of car seats but that's what they had back then. Yeah. They don't have you the know? booster
3: seats anymore either like when I was a kid it was like
1: we. Just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, Many vans as
3: a teenager, just
1: right, and you could take the seats out. Fucking
0: great for banging. I
1: had so much sex in that van. Actually, Dan gave me carpet burn on my ass Valentine's Day. We saw Daredevil and banging in my van.
0: Rock I mean, burn. what else are you gonna fucking do while watching Daredevil? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that movie was bad. Actually, yeah, that
2: was a really bad yeah. movie. I, okay, I love that movie. So <laughs> I still love that movie.
1: Um, Wake so- me up,
2: like that. The I didn't know myself till Essence when I saw that movie. <laughs>
1: Uh, so back to episode four what's really funny before I let Sarah take this away yeah, yeah. Um, as I was watching this episode Dan was kind of like you know doing whatever and he was like I thought this show was about McDonald's because this episode is <laughs> yeah. very very sparse on the McDonald's
3: these two episodes are pretty we're really getting pretty into pretty yes. yeah, Columbo centric
1: yeah Colombo and victim centric yep.
2: yeah yeah these were these are what we like to call uh, practice girl episodes <laughs> <laughs> Practice girl is one of my favorite terms In the world Oh my god
3: Okay I'm gonna, so let, Chuck, cr- I'm gonna let Chuck recover for a second before I start. I keep Yeah going. no I'm good to go Okay So we're back at the scene of the car accident Ugh. Um, Luckily Frankie and Robin Make it out relatively okay I believe Robin broke a bone And so did Frankie
1: And she had to get cut out with the jaws of life yeah, Apparently it was a
3: pretty yeah. nasty accident and She was
1: like freaking out and then she saw that Her son was just the people who had gotten there, the first responders gave him a lollipop. So he was just chilling. So it was like and he did have a phew, broken arm. Though, yeah. And like a bump on his nose. Yeah. She she not too bad. She had some skull
0: stitches too, I believe. She did.
1: Yeah. OK. Yeah. Because she was bleeding like crazy. Yeah. So it was probably a head wound for sure.
3: Yeah. Those, those are bleeders. Right. But
1: yeah. she was still in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So
2: she had literally the entire safety mechanisms of the car to protect her from the right. impact mm-hmm. versus crumple zones outside. Of the car now exposed to being not only hit by a car, but being hit by a car that's getting hit by a car. So Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, he's a it's hot car on car action at that point. Oh (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Bumpers. So we're getting
3: we're getting Robin's perspective and she's like, Well, his injuries weren't that bad and but he still went to the hospital and then they say, Oh, Jerry's in the IUC IUC. So Jerry's in the, in the ICU. I can't say. ICU. Oh, I see you
1: too. Uh, I see. Hi. I see, I see you, Pete. Oh no.
3: Yeah. So Jerry's in the in the ICU,
1: and if your
3: injuries aren't quote unquote not that not that bad, you're not going to be in the intensive care unit. Right. So mm. clearly, she's not. Something must. She must hit her head pretty hard, or something's going on. I'm I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. That's a pretty intense accident.
1: He seemed really responsive from yeah. his Snitch brothers. Um, account of it, yeah. he seemed like really responsive, and he was talking and joking you know. around, and yeah. he crawled out of the car.
3: Yeah. So obviously he couldn't have been too bad. Yep. Internal bleeding, yeah, it's gonna get you. They don't really say what he actually died of, as far as I can, but they said there was internal bleeding. Robin yeah, killed him. Like
1: complications.
3: Yeah. He, he wasn't
0: responding to the medications, is what they said yeah. ended up kind yep. of being it. So yeah. Robin, one hundred
2: percent, killed him. I, I, allegedly. I, no, full on. No, okay. allegedly. Yeah. I'm going to go on record to say Robin murked that motherfucker. Yeah. She like flat it. out. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say allegedly. She threw a bullet microscope. to the head, probably a, uh, a 45 mm-hmm. directly into the like left eyeball dead. Uh, you can put me on record for that. Well,
3: this is
0: They're
2: recorded.
3: <laughs>
0: so <laughs> one of the things that I think it's actually super important to point out is that, um, Jerry Colombo was actually a vegan, a uh, health fanatic. Um, Robin, in an attempt to kill him, had been just dumping butter and oil into all of his food and his medications for a long time, which is why he looked significantly larger than he should, being the health fanatic that he was. Uh, She was planning on killing him in one of two ways, and it was either poisoning through cholesterol or poisoning through uh, whatever she slipped him to make sure that the drugs that they were giving him in the hospital, uh, that he would be unresponsive to them.
3: That is a theory.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That is how most mob uh, wives attempt to kill their husbands is with... uh, Poisoning? Cholesterol.
1: He's Italian. He wouldn't be vegan. Yeah, what are you talking about? (laughs) Isn't that what baby
0: calves are when you eat them? (laughs) He ate a whole bunch of vegan.
3: (laughs) I was like, where is he going with all this?
0: Oh, my God. Oh,
1: my God.
3: Okay. So... Jerry succumbs, unfortunately, succumbs to his injuries and passes away shortly after while Robin's in the hospital with him. No, I, she no, wasn't. She
1: wasn't. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Hold on, let me. I did know him. that.
3: Actually, let me say it again.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so shortly after um, Jerry C dies, I, I will say this is where I give a lot of props to Frank, his brother. Yeah. Yep. This was really touching moment that he was in the hospital with him to the last moment. He didn't die alone, yeah. you know. He spoke to his. I was like getting like a little teary eyed. I yeah. was like, "Holy shit! Like that's a good brother." I was watching this on my phone while driving home. Yeah, and that's safe. Um, that's safe
0: yeah, uh, I was tearing up too. Don't
1: don't pull a Robin here. Yeah, <laughs> you're driving. Oh, she was
0: watching I something on like her like cell. Phone. She
1: may have been watching a docu series. Then
0: <laughs> no, uh, while the baby was in the car, uh, I didn't have to get him out of the car seat because he's never in one. So
1: right, yeah,
2: not <laughs> to worry about flop it.
1: Flop around in back. It was good enough for us growing up.
2: Yeah. Um, had a seatbelt on, just on the lap though, yeah. Because yeah, otherwise you laughing, could choke. Yeah. So you got to put um, the seatbelt behind him.
1: I found it really surprising that Robin wasn't there. So that's
3: so that's you know? what I wanted to get into as well. Um, she's like, I was devastated by his loss, but the last episode, you talk about punching him in the face in front of his strip club, right? You want a divorce? You're gonna, you know, you're gonna report him to the FBI. I'm not. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not dictating how someone should grieve. Clearly, you were in a very unstable, toxic relationship. And so, yeah, you're going to be sad when that person's no longer there. But it seemed to me a little disingenuous as she was that upset that he was gone.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe, but like if I learned anything from Rihanna and Eminem, you can be in a really abusive relationship and still super love them. I mean, it's like when a tornado meets a volcano.
3: <laughs> oh, I oh, mean, oh. it's so, to- you're totally
2: on point. <laughs> yeah. I just. It- <laughs>
1: Um, yeah Yeah, that's the only
2: line i can remember from that song unfortunately
1: i don't buy all of that and it would have been one thing if she was like well i had to tend to frankie yada yada but she doesn't say any of that she's just like well i didn't think it was that bad like well if you had been with your husband in the hospital and speaking as someone my husband has almost died twice i'm not admitting to any culpability in Mm -mm. either of those allegedly um but I was there. You don't have to say day. allegedly for allegedly. yourself. <laughs> you
2: also don't have to say allegedly when you're denying something. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> I don't know if she was there for him. I actually stopped by with with pizza for Dan while he was almost dying of one of these things. Danny was nowhere to be found.
1: Because I was picking up his prescriptions.
0: He had to he had to use the potty and I had to lift him up off the couch and bring him to the toilet because Danny had abandoned him. Yep. No food in the house. That's why I brought the pizza. Peanut
1: butter, like Reese's stuff, too. Oh, yeah. He had meningitis. One of the times, yeah. Okay. What was the other time? Uh, The first time they said that he had super mono. Oh, fun. Which is fucking bullshit. They just didn't know what he had.
0: Okay. He makes out with a lot of different people. So he could have gotten super mono from everyone. Especially
1: like being in school to become a teacher. Right. You got to make out with kids. Mm
2: Yeah.
1: Oh. Oh. Ooh,
2: actually yeah. him and i make it out all the time but we just touch gums
1: oh how's that possible yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh god um visualized
2: that dude oh us.
1: god right, sorry gonna... sorry babe um no but i was like the first year because it happened my first year teaching the first time he almost died and like i maxed out my sick time or no, it was my second year teaching. Whatever, because we had Lily maxed out my sick time. Like I was with him every single day. Yeah, and his mom was like, "You probably don't really need to be here." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. He has like a hundred and five degree fever. Yeah, I'm That's I'm gonna be here." Um, so I I didn't know it was that bad. I don't believe it. If anything, she was in denial and she was ransacking their house to find all the valuables. Right. And it's not like he
0: was being kept in a very specific part of the hospital that like is like a unit specifically made for intensive care. Right. So like I I could see why she might not have thought it was serious. Yeah, I guess. Except that he was in the ICU. That's
1: what I'm saying. The worst unit you can be in. I'm being facetious. Interesting point, though, before Jerry went really downhill, though. His brother oh, yeah, goes that's and right. clears out the freezer of the Monopoly game. He's also
0: told to go to a couple other places that were yeah. her, that was Robin's mm-hmm. family's homes to get money. Like And they were already gone. K, right? Which like yeah, there was a hundred yeah. K in the parents' house and there was twenty K in the glove box, both of which were already wiped out. Right.
1: Yeah. So who knows? The glove box, I feel like that could have been almost anybody. I, I agree. You know, because the it was parents' dead, house but... though. Right. That's super suspicious.
0: I mean, you and gotta then, you gotta pay the dude who's gonna T-bone your car
3: on as a hit.
1: Yeah. Somehow. And didn't her parents get enough because her dad got one of the million dollar tickets. That's right. Right.
3: So sweaty baloney man.
1: Yeah. Oh God. Smells like that <laughs> cheap ass baloney. Anyway. Um so then at yeah. that so yeah, so at yeah.
3: that point, he's already gone to the house. He's like, There's fucking money missing. I gotta get these tickets. Mm-hmm. And then as Jerry's dying apparently the house is robbed. Right. This is over a couple days. Yeah. The house just
0: happened to get robbed in the 72 hour period that,
3: nah. I know, it's a little suspect. Right? She's like, the house is robbed, what are you gonna, like, she was really dismissive, I felt like, in the interview it was like, I just, it was robbed, and Frank's like, yeah. no, she fucking stole everything. Yeah. She's like, right. I
1: didn't care about that stuff, I didn't care about anything, and it's like,
3: clearly yeah. you do.
1: Yeah, I would. I, if You know, my, that's just coming
3: from my personal experience, like, I would care about the things that I had, that my husband had, Yeah, Yeah, and, like,
1: my husband's jewelry all got stolen. Like, those things that were really important to him that's, like, a last connection that you have to him and you you don't care that they got stolen. I don't buy it.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, at this point in this part of the documentary, it's like, who do you believe? It's a he-said-she-said kind Mm -hmm. of a situation. Right. Um,
1: And, I mean, talking about it being a hit, it could have been something that Robin didn't initiate. Like, if Uncle Jerry thought that Jerry C was really trying to get out of the scam business because Jerry C was the biggest recruiter to make mm-hmm. all this stuff happen. If he thought that that tentacle of the squid or whatever. What? what? Whatever about. If he <laughs> the, crime the, the crime squid. The crime squid. Yeah. Duh. He inks crime <laughs> everywhere. You made me ink. Um, if he thought that that branch of this was going to be no more, maybe he would have been like preemptive. You know, I'm I'm just going to. Take you out like that.
3: And as we'll find out later in this episode, Jerry, Uncle Jerry's a piece of shit. Yeah, he is. He's not a nice guy.
1: His picture, everybody's like, he looks like such a sweet old man. No, he mm. doesn't. Um, excuse
0: me. I think Jerry made a bunch of people's lives enriched, literally and financially. He creeps I, me out. Just because he convinced uh, Jerry Columbo to, you know. Hold a gun to someone's head, or just because yeah. he was rewarding marital abuse, or just because that he was, you know, running racketeering rings,
2: doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. Doesn't he had MS. And he, he wasn't holding the gun. He wasn't smacking his bitch. He wasn't <laughs> okay. Well, he was hitting his kids a lot. A yeah, Paris. but like their kids. The kids. They deserve it. Yeah. Like who, who gives a the fuck? they kids. Oh, well, my God. they weren't
0: his kids either. They
2: were stuff <laughs> kids. Oh, but. even even better. So now you're parenting the pay, the kids that deserve it because their parents. Are crap individuals. I think maybe put them up for sainthood. Uh, that's all I'm saying. As wow.
1: A step kid, I can attest my parents were awful. Okay, I never got beat, but
2: yeah. emotional
3: abuse, as we talked about in the last episode, yeah. that's not real.
1: Yeah. Okay. For men, it is for men. All
3: yeah. oh, right, right. Oh, that's, moving on. Okay.
1: That's moving not, on, that's Moving not.
3: on. <laughs> So also going back to Robin real quick. Apparently she, she was in prison for a hot minute after all this and she she, she did some
1: check fraud. She, check fraud, grand
3: theft auto,
0: convincing just, her 2-year-old kid to
3: go into stores and steal purses. Yep, I was just you gonna say my that. God. Yeah. God. Like That's nuts. Oh. So yeah, Jerry Jerry's a piece of shit. Nope. Let's figure that out. Uh apparently he beat his stepchildren, yeah. uh, which is really upsetting. Yeah. Um and that's why him and Marsha were divorced or yeah, she left to protect the children.
1: Yeah, and then, like, not like, come here, I'm gonna spank you, or yeah. I'm gonna use the belt. Like, picked a kid up by his head and was like bashing it into the wall. That's fucked up. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, no.
0: If they if they didn't pick up their laundry,
1: no.
3: And you've already told them twice. It's not okay. If you leave your wet towel on the carpet one more fucking time, I
1: swear to God,
3: no.
2: Before we move on, I do want to bring up uh, Frank. Right? So, like, uh, Tim, what's your feelings on Frank? Um, I initially didn't
0: really like Frank. Uh-huh. I thought he was kind of that snitchy little, like, little brother syndrome kid. Sure. But the fact that he was apparently the only person that was willing and wanted to spend time with uh, Jerry Colombo before he died. Right. promised to make sure that his kid was safe and would turn out into something good uh-huh. and tried to protect his brother's assets uh yeah coming around on
2: him a little bit yeah i mean like he was like he probably just thought colombo was like just so fucking cool he did probably yeah that. <laughs> he would probably like trying to go to
0: um jerry colombo's like college for a year uh-huh. until his until his older brother graduated and then just like fuck off and go back to another school so that you know he could just waste a bunch of more money buy a bunch of furniture he doesn't need and then leave it at his older brother's house so his brother could just fuck on it all the time But like, you know, everyone goes a different route in their path in life. Um, I do think it's really fucked up that they. I don't know if they actually fought hard for custody of. Yeah. Yeah. But it certainly seemed like maybe they had. But the like heartfelt like, hey, if you're out there and you listen to this, we did fight hard for you. It seemed super insincere. Yeah. But up until that point, I was like, that's shitty. Like he, he like. His brother's on his deathbed and he's like, yeah, I'll take care of your kid. Don't fucking worry. Um And then Robin is obviously a massive piece of shit. So it shouldn't have been too difficult of a fight. But mm-hmm. apparently they either didn't fight or I mean, the core systems usually go they one do, way or another. They do tend
1: to side with the mother. And a lot of times that's appropriate, but in this instance, I don't think it was. Well,
0: outside of those circumstances, too, it would make sense. He has a surviving parent. You wouldn't generally Mm -hmm. want to have a custody battle for something like that.
1: I think it's really shitty on her part. Like, I understand that she was having issues with Jerry Colombo, but like to completely cut your kid off from half of his family, that's super fucked up. I just think that's really shitty. And as a mom, like, I wouldn't do that to. Yeah, I'm closer with my fucking in laws than I am with my own shitty family. So, Mm.
3: I so at this point we do get to meet adult Frankie. Yeah,
1: and he, you know, he seems really well adjusted
3: for all the shit that he went through. Yeah, even his grandmother saying, showing him the car accident photos when he was nine. Yeah, and he's like, "I was traumatized by that." No shit. Why would she do that? Yeah, that's that's fucked up. Yeah, I do think, and this
0: may be only kind of for half the room but before i had kids if there was a situation where someone either only had their child for the first couple of years for any number of reasons it was like oh well you didn't really know them. they weren't really a person yet or whatever that completely 100 percent changes when you're a parent because mm-hmm. you know that child so well regardless of their ability to comprehend the world around them mm-hmm. um so when he's talking about how well i my dad died when i was two so we didn't have a relationship. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. Yeah. And then he talks about how he is a kid now. And he's like, okay, I get it. The yeah. He yeah. had two years of my most formative years. Fucking heartbreaking. That was yeah. a rough, rough realization. But I'm really glad he made that realization mm-hmm. um, to know that his dad really probably fucking cared about him. What yeah. a bit.
3: Yeah. yeah. The home videos are really heartwarming. Yeah. And I, and I, i if anything was to come out of this documentary, it was like, clearly they loved each other. Yeah. Yes.
1: And my, one of my biggest things with Robin and how she was such an asshole to Jerry Colombo. Like, come on, you're a crime family. You can't get her taken care of. Like, give me a break. But I'm sure he didn't because of their son. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, cause
1: she was a huge, like thorn in his side. Yeah. But he sacrificed that for his kid, which is decent. Yeah. Way to not have your wife killed. Well, in <laughs> like, a, like,
2: is it a crime? Like, it's a very Italian thing that like, family over anything else right. right like even in the worst circumstances you always side with the family that's mm-hmm. not a crime thing that's a that's an being an italian thing yeah
0: which right almost sure. doubles over on the how massive of a, of a fuck you it is for
2: robin to completely deny his entire family from mm-hmm. having right. any form of relationship yeah. with that yeah. and in actuality kind of kind of fucks her over too because now she has led into this insane life of Yep. Having your two-year-old steal handbags,
1: right? Because mm-hmm. you're so used to having right. money and where they cash cow. Where
2: they, she could have probably uh, manipulated that family into being like, "Look, this isn't for me. It's for him. I need these things, and yep. I need this protection right. because you're now your your bloodline that's going to continue. I need this
1: right
3: Coach here. handbag for Frankie, <clears throat>
1: right? Because I mean, my right. happiness I, ensures his
2: happiness. I know people. <laughs> I know people who use their kids just like that. Ugh. Yep. Some of them are in this room.
1: <laughs> as soon as you made that, wow, Timmy's calling you. All out. right, raise the wow.
2: hands. Which one is it?
0: Because um, we all know that uh, I won't do anything for my children, let alone try yeah. to get other people's money for them.
3: So, uh, so at this point, this really fractures the family. Also, it really messes up the Monopoly game because Frank C was the number one recruiter, as we said earlier. Yeah. So. Now there's kind of a vacuum to be filled. Robin's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, no one else in the Colombo family seems to be part of it. I mean, I do like that Frank was like, Yeah, I was just going to go over to Jerry and I'm going to be like, well, well,
0: I'll do it. I, I know the game. It'll be cool. Like, he's like, Frank, no one yeah. fucking yeah. wants you around, man. I know.
3: Like, go get your weird ass coffee
1: and go hang out with your wife. Go buy another very comfortable, wonderful to bang on Ikea couch. Set that up in your big brother's house.
3: Hey, there it is. So now we're introduced to my hands down, my favorite character, AJ Glum. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh man, love this guy. (laughs) A lot lot of like fun uncle vibes, I felt like. So we finally meet him. He was introduced. That's true. Yeah. Way back in episode one, because he was like the first branch off of he was the connector between Uncle Jerry and... Hoover.
3: What's mm, yes, Hoover. Because yeah. Hoover was another drug dealer.
1: Yeah, doesn't he smell like bologna too?
3: Hoover was not a drug dealer. Yes, he w-
1: No, he, Hoover. He was the check on the beach guy. Yeah, yeah,
3: he was the check on the beach guy, but he also sold drugs. Did he? I'm pretty sure. Someone can correct me on that. I'm I'm open I'm open to criticism on that point, but I'm pretty okay. sure he, he they met because he also sold drugs. Oh Jesus!
0: Well, pretty much all of AJ Glum as. Uh, Glom. I keep calling him Glom. He is
3: a Glomer Glom?
0: It's Glom. Okay. Glom. Um he is also a Jerry. The J is for Jerry. Um, by
1: the way, <sighs> just- thank fucking-
3: God he goes by AJ. Damn, okay. <laughs> so, real? all right, we got to get into AJ's. So he was, <laughs> he went to prison for 12 years for drug charges. And the way that he got into selling drugs is probably like the cutest story. Oh, it is so great. <laughs> so Tim, I'm going to let you, t- well, I'm going to let you take a part of this story because you explained it really well earlier before we started recording. So, he effectively
0: was, like, hanging out at his rich buddy's house, and his rich buddy was like, hey, I, I'd really like some drugs. And he's like, oh, well, alright, I'll go ask my friend. And he goes over and he asks his friend, he's like, hey, do you, do, you have, do you have any quaaludes? And the guy's like, well, yeah, you want to make a bunch of money? He's like, oh, you can make money selling drugs? <laughs> and then he just starts selling drugs to people.
1: And that's that's it, he's just so in his life but it's just like and that's how i got into selling drugs yeah i
0: was hanging out with my other rich friend and they were you know doing anal nitrate or whatever yeah
3: okay so i want to talk about anal nitrate because when i when i was well up until uh three days ago i thought it was anal nitrate and i thought (laughs) you had to put it up your butt and i don't I still don't know what it is.
0: Well, and just he has those that that those dad vibes. Yeah, he's in like that, you know, kind of summery polo with his mustache, and he's just like, yeah. So I was talking to my author friend, and they use amyl nitrate, you know, right before they orgasm. And it's just because like, it
1: was in. He was friends with this author, and the author like wrote it yeah. to the books that like in the book, right before the woman would have an orgasm, they would take the amyl nitrate. Like, that seems awkward. And so yeah. they were at this party and he's like, hey, can I have some of that? And that was like his first time doing drugs was this amyl nitrate stuff. And then he got scared and called his friend yeah. to get him. He's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, this girl's no, no, asking no, me to dance. It. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that was my favorite description. My ah, freaking is so out. <laughs> out. <laughs> I don't know if his dick was hard. I'm sorry.
3: I, just, I have. Are you all right, Evan? Right? Yeah, I'm just I just I freaking out. I called my friend for help. Like it's just he's just so thing. pure. He's yeah. But
0: also a drug lord. I know. I mean, and recruited a bunch of people into another scam. All of his prison buddies. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty much just like oh, I knew him from prison. I gave him a ticket, <laughs> and uh oh, then there's this other guy from prison.
1: And he's so funny. He's like. Yeah, all told, it probably gave away like sixteen million dollars, and I, I made six hundred thousand. So who's the dummy? <laughs> like, oh, AJ, Papa AJ.
2: But you were saying, Chuck? Oh, I was going to make a big balls joke, but oh, it's, gotcha. it's, it's gone now. It's gone. Does amyl nitrate shrink your balls? I was I'm wondering if bigger. it would blow them up. Because if so, Katrina, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: God. Okay, the girl was a hurricane. So we. <laughs> We introduced AJ Clum, Glom. 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 Fuck. I'm going to see. keep glom, saying Clum,
0: glom, glom. glom. Well, right before he'd Klum, he would uh, <laughs> shoot anal nitrate. Uh, okay.
1: I still keep thinking you're saying anal?
0: I, I am, because oh, I don't know okay. how to say in the actual world. It when I was looking up what the drug did, I typed in anal nitrate, because I also didn't know how to spell it, you and right? it came right up. I was like, ah, yeah, they knew exactly <laughs> what was going Wait, on. Wait, so what does it do? Uh, it does stuff with your heart. You, it's fucking Wikipedia. It's difficult to get a good Okay. That's yeah. it increases the metabolism and you're blood in your duodenum. And it's just like, all right. <laughs> uh, my duodenum's
3: all fucked up. Uh,
2: I duodenum. will say this. If we had a sponsor of Blue Chew, man, would they fit into this uh spot yeah, right blue now? Yeah, Blue Chew's okay. really fucking missing yeah. out. Fucking dumb blue chew. All right. Speaking
3: of we're well, gonna speaking get of past blue, speaking, blue
2: chew. speaking
3: of blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> so we introduce AJ because he's a recruiter. And so we go back to the FBI and the FBI is like, all right, we're looking at all these long distance phone calls. Like what's going on? And they find out that a lot of the winners start calling these two numbers, AJ's and this guy named Dwight Baker, um, who's like, that's like the most vanilla, vanilla name I could ever think of.
1: And he looks like, um, what's his face? Droopy dog. He does look <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> He does look very <laughs> sleepy. He does
3: those jowls so hold on so now we get so now really we get uh introduced to dwight baker who um was a contractor and a property uh property owner and he would sell and like build builds i don't know why i'm it's explaining like he that. would Columbus. develop yeah. effectively Thank vacant you. land yeah. yep um he also said that he was part of the <laughs> latter day saints church which yeah. is like so if you're really part of this church why are you doing a scam with a crime lord I know that religion and crime aren't mutually exclusive but it's it's just like
0: <sighs> I mean LD LDS is very community based that's true Um, and throughout the interviews with him too he's constantly like he felt bad about it he felt guilty about it that's why he was like saying the things that he was and mm-hmm. I mean he obviously overstepped a bound and he even says you know I got greedy at a certain point but
3: Which we'll find out later how greedy he got. Yeah. Um, So at this point, again, I'm going to use this as another example of someone taking advantage of someone else in a really bad situation. Dwight gets into a pretty bad construction accident where he hurts his back. Um, He was in the hospital for 10 days. He flipped a thresher on himself. Like a fucking. Okay, so I thought rocks hit him. No, okay.
0: he flipped a tractor onto himself. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty...
3: Death. So at this point, Dwight's been in the hospital for 10 days. He's in a lot of pain. Apparently uh, on quite a bit of Oxycontin as well. Yeah. So we still don't know the issues of that because it's what, in the late 90s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, this is when Uncle, Uncle Jerry comes up to him and says, Hey, you know, i got a proposition for you. Like, I've got, you know, I've got these tickets that you can win and you can get all this money which i'm assuming he needs cuz if he's out of work he doesn't have health insurance correct right. he doesn't have any of he doesn't have anything and so he's oh yeah he's also just out of work so you have all these bills and he's like you know of course i'm going to take this opportunity again yeah. this is another example of taking advantage of someone who is down on their luck probably really needs the money you
0: know. well and very specifically dwight says too that when because he was connected to Jerry because um, he had sold him property or something like that in South Carolina. yeah. Um, and Uncle Jerry, effectively, this is where he starts kind of the line where like these things are chosen, this is kind of how it works. He was like saying that he was like a representative of McDonald's, which we'll see later on when this really starts to expand, that that's one of the better lead-ins. None mm-hmm. of these people thought that this was illegal. Right, or yeah. fraud or anything like that they were like oh i just happened to get lucky and met That's the guy that gives out the tickets
3: pretty yeah. ingenious to say yeah. you're a
0: rep for mcdonald's mm-hmm. yeah so at this point why wouldn't he he's under the impression that like hey this is a dude from mcdonald's this is how it works yeah. he's taking pity on me because i'm in a bad situation almost like a charity case exactly
1: yeah yep
3: it's a good
1: point uh but then he tells him you can't just have it Yes. You have to pay 100000 for it. So that's
3: where things get real sketched. Yeah. We talked about in the last episode, like, okay, you're telling me that this multi-billion dollar corporation wants to give away money to me, but then I have to pay for it? Right. I would hope, again, in that situation, be like, meh, mm, what's going on? Yeah. So he doesn't, obviously, again, he doesn't have, Dwight doesn't have the money, so he goes... A a friend of his that actually does have money, and his name is George Chandler. And um, not really a friend, but like an adopted son.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I was going to get into that. Yeah, Yeah. he's like a foster father to this guy. So,
3: uh, you know, uh, he's a really a true rags to riches story. Also, just in the beginning, he's singing to his cows. Lovely voice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So adorable. Yeah. What an adorable person. Dan hated him. Interesting. Very annoying. Because
0: he had
3: veneers.
1: I think that may have been part of it, yeah. Yeah.
3: So he's, uh, George is also in the LDS church. And as you guys alluded to, um, essentially came from a pretty bad background, needed a stable environment. Dwight and his wife provided that for him. Mm -hmm. Um, He said he started working at 16.
1: Yeah, he like dropped out of school. Yeah, that's crazy. a mustache. So, so he they, could
0: lie to yeah. employers to say yeah. that he was 18 and then started working 16-hour days. That's nuts. Just what a, what a crazy
3: like, work ethic. Yeah. Truly an, the American dream. I mean,
1: well, that's and, what happens when you don't have, like, indoor plumbing in your house until 1986. Yeah, it's fucking, that's that's, that's that's an crazy. incentivizer. For
3: real. So he said he, he got into a bunch of entrepreneurial work. He started,
0: kept working. And by he the of He did a ton 20, of stuff. Yeah. Security companies and microboard soldering. And,
3: like, dude was killing it. Yeah. So by the age of 25, he said he was a millionaire. He wanted to be a millionaire. Oh, he wanted to be. That, that was like his goal. Did. Okay. Um, so Dwight knew that he had a bunch of money and pretty much was like, Hey, I need this. We can split this three ways, but I need a hundred K from you.
0: Because I might be getting a divorce and I don't want her to take it. Yeah. Right. So his line was probably the most believable because um, George Chandler very legitimately had no idea that this was dirty in any way, shape Mm-mm. or form. There was no money. I
3: Again, I feel really bad for him because yeah. he's truly a victim. Not only did he give his money, but the person that essentially raised him lied to him about, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. getting a divorce or being divorced.
1: And they asked Dwight Baker, like, why? Use the divorce line. Like, why is that something? And he was like, well, I thought that that would be more believable and seem less like shady. And George Chandler protecting
0: him. Yeah. Which is like.
1: Right. And George Chandler had also just gotten a divorce. And it's so funny, the video that they show of him, like with his giant check, he looks like a child himself. Like he's there with his son. But he's got his little tiny dirt stash and he just looks. Yeah, that
3: stash. Oh, Oh. that that. Facial hair was—it's like di- that, didn't do anything that, for him.
1: That got you a bunch of jobs. Yeah, what?
3: he says that line
0: too. This like, well, the Lord protects. What was it? Fools and something else. Fools and, fools children. and children. And I don't know which one I am, but I'm thankful that he's you know whatever. Yeah, it's like
3: oh, yeah. So he he kind of comes in and out of the picture kind of fast. So then we go back to uh, Dwight Baker, and he even recruits his sister-in-law. Oof, but but this one was a special ticket. He it was like the straight up. Wasn't it two million or something? So yeah, yeah, the two million. Um, But turns out she's a sneaky bitch and took the money and ran. And I was kind of like, good for her. Like she, I feel like she had to know something was up. Yes, if she was gonna do that.
0: Well, for sure she was waiting for her Her house was cleared out and like when Dwight Baker goes over to like check on her because she's not answering her phones. The FedEx package just opened and ripped on the floor. She was like, oh, finally it's here. All my plans are coming to fruition.
3: (laughs) But that seems really kind of auspicious to me like I if I'm gonna hide evidence like, I wouldn't just leave it on the floor because he now like he's putting all the pieces together pretty fast I just meant
0: that like she was prepared waiting for the moment that that check came in That's to true. take off It was yeah. super premeditated.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely I just think it was kind of sloppy for her to leave the actual envelope on the ground. Yeah That's fair But when you're ready to pull the trigger for that long for
0: that much and you know, you're gonna fuck everyone over as soon as that's in your hands, you're gone,
3: yeah, um, so at this point, the FBI is still tracking everyone's phones mm-hmm. and including Dwight Baker because he keeps coming up because he is a recruiter mm-hmm. um uh, people keep calling him, so Dwight and his wife are dummies, and they call his sis- they call her sister Linda and or let me start that again. So at this point, the FBI is still tracking all their phones, and this has got to be late '90s because they have a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. so but they're also mega rich. That's true. There were cell phones in the '80s. Yeah, but the in the. In the documentary, they have a flip phone. It yeah, for, that's like a like phone thing. Thing.
0: But that was a reenactment,
3: too. That's uh, true. I know, but it's like... Probably just found yeah, the oldest phone nah. they could. I don't think it was a flip phone. I, I doubt they had a flip phone. Anyway, I guess it doesn't really matter, but for some reason, I got really stuck on that, and then I was like, it's not a flip phone. <laughs> I don't know why. So, I'm going to get introduced a little bit to Linda, who's uh, Dwight Baker's husband, or wife. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Gender South con- Carolina, yeah. G- gender's a construct. Yeah. Um, and Linda starts calling her sister, like, what are you doing? Where's all the money? Where are you going? And then doesn't hang up the phone. So it essentially becomes you're you have a wire. What is the word I'm looking for? Wire time, yeah. yeah. Wiretap yeah. in the phone or in it's the like, car. It's like
1: their car is tapped. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, That's yeah, what like yeah. Thank in you. Their car.
3: And they're, they're like threatening to kill her to do all these things are going to go to the airport, which is a good thing they went to the airport because that's littered littered because that just has a bunch of cameras everywhere yes. so much so, footage so they can see everything that they're doing, and so at this point, the FBI is like, do we compromise the investigation to potentially save someone's life? No or do you let it go and see let what it happens? Ride. that um, was that was my question for you guys. I do like how gleeful the
0: assistant attorney general or, or whatever was like talking about it. it was like it was like their their car was
3: tapped <laughs> they just kept talking about how they were gonna kill her
1: yep. and, like, <laughs> and how to hide the body well, I,
3: I, I think about how excited they are they, they probably that probably never happens right yeah like I they could. were
1: probably listening sorry no no they're probably on. listening to like tedious phone conversations like ma Hey Ma! Hey Ma! Get the dog out of the kitchen. <laughs> I need that ointment now. And then all of a sudden they go, "I'm gonna fucking kill her, and I'm gonna hide her body because she stole the money that we're stealing because of the McDonald's scam that right. we bought from Uncle Jerry on just April 17th Incriminating like, evidence oh after God. incriminating
3: For statement. Sure. It just keeps.
0: You going. Can just imagine them in that van, just so fucking giddy. Like, are they? Is this real? Are they <laughs> saying this right now, Dave? Is this a joke?
1: Please tell me you're recording this, please.
3: Yeah, I mean, Chuck. What do do you think? Would do you think that the FBI would like? What did you say? I'm trying to ask Chuck a question. Sorry, no, you're fine. Do
2: you think they would let a woman die for the investigation? Absolutely. Okay, one hundred percent. No, like in in actuality, in all seriousness. Yeah, they already know the percentage and math and have figured out what it's gonna like. What it would mean if she dies versus if they infiltrate and they stop this from happening and potentially compromise the entire the entire thing that they're trying to do the bigger picture thing they had dudes sitting in an office crunching numbers figuring it out and i guarantee you they went to those that office room they're like hey so this this literally is just happening right now is it even worth us going and saving? And they probably crunched the numbers with the fucking calculator and, you know, slit some like abacus. things yeah, yeah. Abacus. And they were just like, I wouldn't, but maybe, but like, let's get a supervisor
0: involved. I'm not going to call you an idiot, but you're an idiot. And here's why. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. The FBI 100% would just absolutely adored it. If he killed her right then with a ticket you're talking about trying to build a case on anyone, being able to get them in for something? Right. You know okay. how much stuff they could undercover under a murder fucking trial? Holy shit, they'd have everything they'd fucking want.
2: Sure. His entire fucking family telling- then they could get all those fucking people in. I'm literally telling you, them. they have a fucking office that literally sits there and crunches the numbers and figures it out.
1: With an abacus. With an abacus. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, yeah, that's what that is key. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, can't,
2: they can't right. actually yeah, they, get anything done like, without the They advocate. literally, yeah. like, they're... I allegedly may know some people who work in that office and literally their job is to sit there and they're like... I mean, it's all about percentages. Like, literally, that's apparently the joke in that office, allegedly. And I don't think they're listening. No, and they that's wouldn't. why you're not allowed back at... <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not allowed back at turning stuff. I I would just like to comment... The FBI. The full-blooded Italians. No, uh, the FBI. <laughs> um, but I would... This is now like what the third situation where the FBI, out of pure dumb luck, has gotten the exact thing that they needed. Mm -hmm. Like she just she just happened to. She just happened to not hang or not her, but they happened to not. Hang the phone! Wow, I'm having a stroke. Uh, they, <laughs> do you smell toast? <laughs> yeah,
0: kind of. Um, Probably because you got that fucking chip implanted in you when you started so, becoming friends with all those fucking FBI agents, They then <laughs> you fucking know what's up, man. They, they don't
3: want—they
2: don't want you to tell the truth. No, yeah, that's fair. They're scrambling your brain. It's absolutely, It's the alien okay. overlords that run the FBI. Um, <laughs> but like, they just because they didn't hang up the phone, they literally just got a shit ton of stuff that they needed. We're seeing this over and over again that the FBI really doesn't actually do their job. They just get constantly just dumb luck over and over and over yeah. again. Now I'll know if they're listening. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, so I think the most scariest thing about becoming an adult is knowing that nobody knows what the fuck they're doing and they're just, they're just making it up as they go along. Yeah. And it was weirdly comforting also going through the same, but still very terrifying that you're just like, oh, you have no idea what you're doing. I I don't know what I'm doing.
2: This I entire knew the
1: whole time. This
2: entire documentary is absolute proof that literally even corporations that you would expect to know everything because they are the biggest, greatest mm-hmm. corporation in the world who have made billions of dollars don't fucking know anything that's going on. Mm-hmm. The FBI didn't know a, oh, half this stuff was going on, and they dumb luck found it. Well, McDonald's didn't even know their shit was rigged for yeah. twenty years. The crime syndicate is so fucking stupid and yet they make so much money and they figure this whole system out but they don't know how to hang up a goddamn phone? Are Linda, you kidding me? Fucking Linda. Linda. could
0: hang up more. a goddamn Linda. phone. Oh, oh, listen, so, Linda.
3: Listen, Linda.
0: Also because... Doug was fucking bored one day and didn't want to do any more Medicare fraud shit. Right? Like, that's really what yeah, I all Yeah, that's how to. all of this right. started.
3: He's like, oh, I don't like my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna switch
0: Shout
1: it up. Out I'm to, so bored! <laughs> Shout out to silent laugher Doug Matthews. <laughs> yeah, I miss him. I do too. To yeah. be
0: fair, he, at least he only self laughs silently at his own jokes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like one Danny's mother-in-law.
1: I- oh my God, yes. Holy cow. Um... One thing that I loved about this part of the documentary is that they have the actual airport footage of like yeah, that's cool. What's it? Dwight walking around trying to find a Linda with that '90s hair and those glasses. Oh, I, I Dwight so- with his
0: white t-shirt on and his open button down. Yeah, you know so Dwight can get it.
1: So many shirts. <laughs> I
0: appreciate a man that wears more than one, maybe even more than two shirts. <sighs> All right. That's true. You are wearing
3: two shirts right now. I'm wearing three. Hell yeah. They got to feed around under this. At first, I was like, how do they even have that footage? And then I was like, well, duh. Of course, it would be used for the investigation. So they probably kept it. And that's where we left. And that's where we leave it off. Uh, Dwight's sexy shirt and um, them potentially killing uh, a woman in the airport. They literally
0: closed the episode with like a hand going and grabbing someone by the shoulder and then just fade to black. Fade to black. They're really good at that in the show. Yeah. 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 I mean, Car hits another car. Done. AJ Glum doing quaaludes, <laughs> getting really weird with yeah. girls and then getting nervous and yeah. leaving. I just Hands love down that. my favorite guy. Yeah.
1: Here's the good news. Um, there was no question in my mind at the end of this episode whether or not I was going to stay in the podcast. Here you go. I was like, yo, kill your sister-in-law. See if I give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Danny coming down in hot. I'm done with it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Did we actually talk about something that was not going to get cut out uh, that Frankie Jr. or whatever just fucking rolled nat 20 after nat 20 to not die in that car crash?
3: uh, A little bit. I mean, we well, we talked about about him him. him being. a Oh, we talked about his grandma (laughs) being an asshole. And we talked about him but that's being like a relatively well adjusted again that's adult. like such
2: an italian thing to do that like weird italian guilt of like you're a miracle cuz look at this horrible thing uh-huh. that happened to you that you should never have to remember ever again and i'm going to constantly bring it up at every dinner party at christmas at italian thanksgiving at regular thanksgiving at yeah, they have like two of those do you yeah. have two, Fourth of two July. thanksgiving's yeah Italian Thanksgiving? Yo. I don't know. Not I'm not Italian.
1: Can we do Italian Thanksgiving this year? Yeah,
3: yeah. Is it just a bunch of greasy meatballs? It's.
1: I feel like oh, that is a here. very
3: different holiday.
1: <laughs> That's Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Single so de Mayo next year is Italian, so we might as well. Yeah, yeah we decided
1: after this year we've been after I waited three hours at Moe's for goddamn Moe's. Fuck Moe's. I'm sorry. I don't like Moe's. Oh, I really like their queso.
0: I don't like mm. Moe's. It I makes don't like my stomach, stomach hurt. I don't like that it turns into paste after like three minutes. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean. I still eat the fucking shit
3: out of I it. I wish there was, there was a Qdoba around here. A what? Qdoba. What Double the S- fuck S- is yeah. that? It's essentially the, in the same the same level as uh, Chipotle and Moe's and stuff. But it's just, I don't know. It was, it's in Philly and I, I really liked I. I like that one the most.
1: Yo, maybe Kedoba, I'll get for lunch tomorrow.
3: <sighs> I kind of want to house some food right now, even though Rams I ate. Trumple.
1: What? I'm
2: going Bing, to Bingham Bingham tomorrow. Oh, There's yeah, one yeah. in New Hartford. I mean, you'll get E. coli for sure.
1: It's a chance I'm willing to take. Only if you get to the drop a couple on. pounds. Wait, what's, eagle? what's eagle eye? E. coli? Oh, E. coli. Yeah. I thought you said, oh, yeah, you'll get eagle eye. I was like, what the fuck is that?
3: That's <laughs> already
1: what Dan calls me, eagle eye. Eagle eye. eye. Last time, we talked about your ideal McDonald's order. What's your ideal McDonald's breakfast order? Ooh, ah, uh, breakfast
0: sucks at fast food places compared to any other time of the day. Yeah, that's
3: true. I mean, sure, but I. Mm, okay, I got it. Can I, kind of start? Give Go. you, give you a second to think about it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care,
2: but sure. Fu- uh.
1: <laughs> I mean, Sarah, just yo, let the lady come first, okay?
2: A. I always let the lady come first. Because I am very well aware that she won't if I get in there. So And then I call my friend for a ride.
1: Get me out of here, man. Have you seen
2: these balls?
3: <laughs> They're normal. Um no, uh a breakfast sandwich on an English muffin and gotta gotta have I love English muffins. Mm-hmm. Gotta have that little weird uh sheet of, of hash brown yeah, and then a coffee.
0: Fucking delicious. Uh, McMuffins are the fucking worst. I, like McMuffins. I love egg
2: McMuffin. Yeah. Really? yeah. You probably get ham on it too. No, I get sausage. All right.
0: I mean, so solid choice there. People Thank who you. do bacon, egg, and cheese, you're fucking missing out.
3: Yeah. There's not enough meat to like make it worth it. Mm. I yeah. I love bacon. I love bacon too, but you like the bacon both. they put
1: on there is just like. Yeah, I don't like I'm bacon. bacon. I'm just a little scared. It's a hint
3: of bacon. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with Dunkin' Donuts. They do the same thing.
1: At the fair, at the food stand that I work at, we've got like a tray of bacon for burgers and stuff, and I just like swipe bacon all day long.
2: All day long. I, at my job one time, I actually still hold the record, I ate 54 pieces of bacon in two hours. Wow, that's a lot of bacon. I went to camp with... Did uh, you get that
3: meat sweats?
2: I... I yeah I got meat sweats I started having like chest complications and stuff like my like my shit was shutting down it was bad all right but the next day my hands were so swollen from the sodium I oh, actually I could not close them <gasps> wow like it was oh really bad okay ship
0: uh, I went to camp with with Dan of uh he was on an episode of professionally asked casually answered I believe um And he had always talked about this guy at camp who Judson ate 42 sausage links at breakfast one day. And I was like, fuck him. I can beat that. So I got like eight to start with. And they were like, Tim, you're fucking hugging the sausage. Other people want to eat it. I was like, well, how come Judson got deep 42, but you yell at me? And fuck, fuck Dan. (laughs) Um, But ideal breakfast sandwich or breakfast from fast food is on a biscuit. McGriddles are shitty. I mean, they're, they're actually pretty good, but they're, they're shitty. Biscuits are, yeah, and, you're right. Biscuits are really good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sausage and bacon. And then you throw a hash brown in there. Ooh. Okay. That's the way to go.
2: So this is my normal order. When I go to McDonald's for breakfast, I get biscuit. Mm-hmm. Has to be the folded egg. Not, yeah. Not oh, the ring. N- no, not the, the ring the I don't shitty. Want the Fold egg. is 100% yeah, fold. the way to go. I get bacon and sausage. Mm-hmm. Extra cheese. Uh... On a biscuit, yeah, on the biscuit, and then I ask for a pack of butter to put on the mm, biscuit. you to put on that biscuit. And then I do two hash browns and a large diet coke because I want to watch my figure. So Wendy's does have the breakfast Baconator,
0: that is cheese. That? Very recently, within oh, the last okay. few months, um, right before COVID happened, <laughs> now they probably <laughs> don't do it anymore. Uh, it's cheese, egg, sausage patty egg, bacon, cheese, uh, bun. Mm. Seems I'd, real good.
2: I'd probably eat that. Yeah.
1: Do
0: you
2: guys do you guys ever get the uh, the Taco Bell breakfast? I no. never I never tried it before they got rid of it. Mm-mm. They also got rid of a uh, Fiesta potatoes and a lot of people are upset about it. Yeah, I heard they got rid
1: of all their potato stuff. Yeah, they got of people are really upset about it. Is that a it. sanitation thing or just like a popularity thing, do you
3: think? I bet it's a prep thing. It's more expensive.
1: They have a lot of
0: enough. prep stuff. They got to f- put stuff in toasters and steamers, and it's a fucking uh, mechanical nightmare. Which is weird because, like,
2: that the my only assumption would be the potatoes have to be in a separate fryer from everything else. Mm. If there's if it's like a gluten thing, cause so they can't do like the shells that they use that mm. they deep fry there. Um, would be my only guess other than the fact that like the thing that makes Taco Bell so cheap and why they're so successful is because they constantly are using the same ingredients over and over again in a different way and mm-hmm. yeah. charging you, you know, fractions of pennies, but more you're, you're, you're for literally the same thing. The potatoes are the only cost driver ultimately that they have there because you cannot incorporate those into anything else.
0: Right. Um, they also got rid of the nacho loaded griller. Which was one of the only items that I didn't have to special order. And it was a it was a huge loss to me. Mm. Yeah. Anything with the little tortilla strips in it, it's
2: gone.
1: Dang. Yep. Uh, Damn. Uh, actually, I think I.
2: That was because they had a contract for those. Uh, because they were lays. Oh. And they lost the lays contract, which is weird because they still have the Pepsi contract. Mm-hmm. Um, because lays is owned by. Yes, you're right. Yeah, lays vertical integration. Presents. They yeah. own
0: every part of the snack experience, the drink, the beverage, and yeah. a lot of the media.
2: Yep. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they uh, when they they lost the lays one for they don't know if they lost it. It just ended, and they probably didn't want to renew it. But they still have the Pepsi. They're one of the only few fast food restaurants that has Pepsi. Actually,
0: yeah, it's them, Pizza Hut, and KFC, which are all owned
2: by the same company. Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm-hmm.
1: How about you, Danny? Uh, yeah, I don't I'm, eat McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's. But if I did, um, egg McMuffin all the way. I like it with the Canadian bacon on it. I like it with the ring I didn't egg. mean to
3: flip you off. It was like, I
1: was going to say like, what's yes. up? Well, I did. <laughs> That's so um,
0: odd to me. That's such an old person meal for both of you to choose.
1: Oh, That's classic.
0: the only type of breakfast sandwich from there I want to eat. I don't really That's like really breakfast funny. stuff from there at all, but fucking muffin. Um, and.
1: Ugh. I do love McGriddles though. Yeah, So much. But... I always make it a point. Again, the place that I work at at the fair, um, when we do breakfast, I always get bacon, egg, and cheese on an English muffin. Because it's just, it's just good. It's basic. It's simple. I'm a basic bitch. Uh, yeah. Me but too. I, I love McDonald's orange juice. I don't know what it is. It is oh, odd. God.
0: They have the best Coke apparently as well. Mm. Of something about the way they, I don't know. It seems weird. It, it should be all the
2: same. McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they they literally scientifically have the best Coke. For starters, they do the recommended amount of carbonation to syrup. They have the piping that sends the carbonation and the syrup in copper piping, oh. not in plastic piping. Yes. So it cools and chills the syrup and the carbonation before it even hits the machine. Oh. So it activates the... Like it stays cold, so it activates. So when it hits your ice, it doesn't start to dilute itself almost instantaneously. They uh, There's like another thing that I can never remember, but they also have bigger straws. I did know that. They have slightly bigger straws. Therefore, the intake in a normal amount of sip. The amount of soda is more going into your mouth, hitting more taste buds faster, thus experiencing flavor faster. Thus, your brain believes that it tastes better because your taste buds are activating faster. It's like saturation. Cool. Yep.
0: So McDonald's is just the only place that's actually serving Coke how it was intended to be served
2: Right. So there is a regu- there's regulations of like, this is the recommended percentage, and I don't remember what the percentage is. You can take it down to 20%. You can take up to twenty percent off or fifteen percent off before you can actually lose your contract. If uh, if a driver or your salesman comes in and sees that you're doing like maybe ten percent, uh, they can pull your contract because you're not serving it properly. But they say you can you can go within this range. Yeah, huh. um, McDonald's is the only place that does it at the recommended because syrup is freaking expensive Mm. that's the that's what makes it three dollars for a freaking soda when it costs maybe 28 cents to make it if that so you have this you know you have that whole situation where like that's why it tastes better because it's actually made the way it's supposed to not even coca-cola follows the recipe when it comes to bottling that's crazy because they have to like because of the way it has to be um sealed and preserved so Mm. all right that was cool. a good tangent.
1: Y'all heard it here first. Oh, so are we
2: still doing a show? I know. Oh. Go right? to
1: your local McDonald's and get yourself yeah, a Yeah, go coat. to
2: your local uh, McDonald's because they're definitely hurting right now in COVID. Uh, and we don't want them to go out of business. <laughs> yeah, so. Nobody's
1: going to McDonald's anymore.
0: Yeah, they're an American institution, unlike the USPS. Yeah. <laughs> Got to prop them up.
1: All right. Thanks for joining us. See you next time for episode five. Cool! <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the Professional Casual Network has to offer, including Season 1 of The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season, we're taking a deep, dark dive into the four-part Netflix docu-series Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich.
2: Big Fiction Energy is our audio drama pod in which Tim, Danny, and myself tell the story of Lanny the Girl Without Fear, a fantasy novel by Dan. A Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play podcast. We're playing through the enemy within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P. Nelson, and JB try to survive the perils of the old world. And if you needed more deep dives, also check
0: out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown with high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner Tim and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions for Professionally
1: Asked, Casually Answered? I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at top casual. Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram at photography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events.
0: What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon, Danny?
1: They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content. All of those things.